I did find a marine friend. Yeah. Yeah, we said that we were gonna we were gonna hang out for the Marine Corps birthday. That's exciting. My parents' um, next door neighbor uh-huh. is a former Marine, and he is just one of the grouchiest SOBs I've ever do you encountered. Want, do you want some phrases to say to him to to really send him over the edge? No, I avoid eye contact whenever <laughs> we're like out. outside at the same time. If he, he bitches, like, if he bitches, just tell him to pack sand. Pack sand? Isn't uh-huh. it pound sand? Well, in the Marine Corps, it's pack sand because you're packing sandbags. Why would you do that? Because fuck you, that's why. Aren't there little like tools that they use to make that easier? <laughs> Look, it's the Marine Corps. <laughs> More with oh, less. Oh, I see. That's right. That's right. That's More right. with less. More with less. Gotcha. Oh, uh, and also let me refer back to fuck you, that's why. <laughs> Fair enough. I will keep that in mind. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you should. Goddamn. But tell him that. And then be like, no, he's one of those guys. Like, he's one of those boomers that anytime uh, he's making small talk, he'll say Uh something like, How's married life treating you? How's the old ball and chain? Like, just talks about marriage like it's a prison sentence because I guess that was cool. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, I married someone I actually like. So it's pretty great. Thank you. Do you think they mean it like that? Or do you think, like, it just means something different to them? I think it's a bit of. Both, yeah. Like I think that's that's the joke that like people told, but then also like maybe they are kind of miserable, and yeah. it's like okay, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like to me. Like if I'm gonna marry somebody, it's gonna be one and done. So two, if I'm gonna marry somebody, I better really like them, and I better like them for forever. You know? Yeah, like like you have to know that okay, we're gonna be spending a lot of decades together, so. I should be able to put up with you, right? Yeah, or at least enjoy yeah. being around you. Yeah. And we should agree on stuff. and Yeah. Have good conflict resolution skills. A good, healthy relationship. And you yeah. know what? It's okay if you don't like the same foods. Like Houston doesn't like mushrooms. So that means I get all the mushrooms whenever there are mushrooms on his plate. And Did that I makes that? me happy because I love mushrooms. Did I know that? Probably. It comes up every time we eat, order pizza. <laughs> oh, I love mushrooms. I know, same. I never so I'm like- caught between a, a mushroom and a hot place with when ordering pizza with y'all. I just don't, I usually like don't even ask. Yeah. But I think the last time we were with you, um, we ordered two pizzas and one of them had mushrooms on it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think, I'm pretty sure I remember making a point of being like, no, I'm getting, I'm going to make sure we get something that India will like. <laughs> yeah, so that made me super happy too. But then the pizza... Sauce, I think it was. Y'all didn't like the of. sauce. I didn't. Care. Was it the sauce? Yeah. I think that's it. You're pe- you're yeah, picky you're, about the sauce. Yeah, and you're a posterona, so you're just like whatever. I'm like I'm just happy I have mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, signs of a healthy relationship. <laughs> All right, you ready to sing your song and let's yeah. get this going? Let's do this. Hit um, it. Let me let me give it a give, give it a good rip because I'm sick. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome to Ten Tens Podcast, where we talk tense and make little sense. I'm your host, India Monroe, and this is my spooky co-host, John Burkhardt. Hi, John. Ooh. I know you're feeling spooky. I am. I've been uh, it's been spectacular so far. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, dozen, I should say right off the bat, um, I know you're all thinking this is probably the last spooky season episode of 1010s, but it's not going to be because John has decided that he's too big of a baby to do his Pepper review this week. So we're going to punt it to next week and give you an extra spooky season episode. But also... We have to talk about Halloween shenanigans after the next, <laughs> in the next episode. Like we're recording before actual Halloween weekend, and hey, I didn't go. That's and fine. I didn't. I'm not making a goddamn costume to not talk about it. <laughs> okay. I'm just glad one of us gets to actually like wear a costume somewhere. You can wear a costume. At my at at the house. Just wear it around. Just go go take go take yourself for a walk and wear a costume. You know, I might do that. That's a good idea. Yeah, you have the dogs. Anyway, it doesn't. It's a win-win for you guys because you're going to get spooky content this week, but you're also going to get a spooky pepper review next week. So get excited. Oh, yeah. So excited. So excited about that. (laughs) Oh, boy. Here it comes. This is going to be so fun. Well, let's dull the pain. What are you drinking? I am drinking White Haven Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. It's so a 2020. It's from Marlboro, New Zealand. Excellent. Um, and it they reads, do good work. Do they? Okay. Whitehaven mm-hmm. or the New Zealand? Uh, New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. I tried finding an Australian wine like you suggested. Couldn't find a single one. Oh, no. Uh, New Zealand's perfectly good there. Yeah. I figured that was close enough. Um, close enough. Yeah. You're good. New Zealand. Honestly, New Zealand does really good stuff. Okay. Uh, so this is. It's read- a Sav Blanc. Yeah, that's always a good bet. Okay, so on the bottle it reads, For two years, Greg and Sue White sailed the Pacific Ocean in search of a new course. Maybe this, oh, you know what this could parallel? Hey, Dynasty Racing, if you're listening, uh, you know, after you do your trip, maybe Dynasty Spirits, Dynasty Wines. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. I would buy that. Right? Uh Coming straight to you from Miami. <laughs> um, and Marlboro, New Zealand, they found a place so beautiful and unspoiled that they sold their boat, set down roots, and established Whitehaven Wine Company. These people must have been loaded. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they sold their boat. We're sailing around the world to find the richest winery lands. Like, what? Um, Whitehaven selects only the finest quality grapes from the stony soils of the Wai. Iru and I didn't look, I didn't read this ahead of time. And Awatiri River Valleys to produce a Sauvignon Blanc that embodies the quintessential Marlboro style. Do you say like Marlboro, like the cigarette? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, it's just spelled different. Okay. Uh, enjoy aromas of tropical fruit and fresh. I mean, tropical. unless I've been saying it wrong forever, mm-hmm. but which is entirely possible, frankly. Uh, you know what? I'm just imagining. Um, you being at like a fancy restaurant or a wine tasting and you say Marlboro and then somebody like overhears it and they're like, oh, did you hear her call it Marlboro? <laughs> <laughs> I would be mortified and be praying to be just swallowed <laughs> into the earth at that moment. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck you. Let's go, dude. I'd, I'd fight for you in that Thank moment. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'd as long it as it's not a bear, right? Look, if a bear, <laughs> one, if it's a bear, and two, it's a bear that can talk and actually correct you on what you're saying. 
I can't I can't compete with that bear on any level physically. You would one hundred percent want to be friends with the bear over me. I mean, yeah, to live. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, survival <laughs> instinct would kick in. I'd be like, "All right, all right, continue." Yeah, I would throw wine on you and be like, "Yeah, idiot." I'd be like, "Me and Bear, cool." You're so uh, weird. <laughs> enjoy aroma, aromas of tropical fruit and fresh cut grass with a rich, elegant palate and a crisp, well balanced finish. Nice. Uh, and on um, Drizzly, this has a four point eight out of five. So. Ooh. Yeah. I gotta say though, I don't think I've ever seen a score below four on Drizzly. I think everybody there oh. is just hammered when they do the reviews <laughs> and they're like, we loved it. It worked. <laughs> it got me fucked up. Let's go. <laughs> I was kind of worried that I was going to take this metal cap off and there's going to be a cork under and I was going to be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> they got me. They got you. If I was a winemaker, I'd do that. All right. And no, everyone would be like, I hate this guy. Three stars <laughs> on Drizzly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate just... this, but I got drunk anyway. Yeah. Three stars. <laughs> Burkhart Winery is more like Fort Knox Wineries. So my nose is kind of stepped up, but it does oh. smell kind of with a hint of fruitiness. Um, oh, it's going to mess up your taste buds too. Uh, my taste isn't too bad. That's good. Okay. So, yeah, it is kind of like a dry. I think just Sauvignon Blancs are just dry Capri Suns. That's, you know, honestly, that's pretty fair. Like, that's pretty much been, like, they all have, like, slightly different profiles. But Mm -hmm. the overall impression is just, it's a dry Pacific color. Which I'm not against. Yeah, not like that's a bad thing. Yeah, in the right setting, I could totally get down with this. Sure. Yeah. I would not turn my nose up on this. It's not too sweet. Very, very light on the tannins. Like, no tannins. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But the the previous ones had tannins. Well, tannins are going to be more of a factor for you when you're drinking your reds. Right, but I'm saying... Not to say that they're not in the whites at all, but, like, you're yeah, gonna, yeah. they're going to be part of, like, your your tasting notes in a red more so than in a white. Okay, but the um, Sauvignon Blanc that we had the previous episodes had tannins. Okay. Is what I'm saying. So it's just kind of surprising... That um, there isn't that, and we forgot something. I know. I was about to say, where's your book? Let me get it. It's buried under stuff on my desk. Okay. Let's see if I can pull a thing out to, uh, what were we on? We were on, it was a, it was a doubler. Yeah, it was C, because it was Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay. So we're on, did we do D? I think what we was did D? D. D was dry, wasn't it? Yeah, and it had the lady in the inner tube and the yeah, we already person. did that. So okay. E, so the the furry, um, so E is for earthy, a popular description for wines that have a natural, sometimes vegetal, or even woodsy flavor. Think of the way a farmer barnery smells, uh, like poop. Uh, earthy wines sometimes smell and or taste of that aroma. Cool. I would say like barn. <laughs> like when I think when I think like barn, I think manure. Like a real barn, not like the barn for the hoedown. But uh yeah. That's a good one. Earthy. I haven't used yeah, that before. It's pretty good. I don't think that I would call this earthy. It likely is not. Yeah. I think if, we, if I got back over to some reds, there'd probably be some that uh I would say. So probably um, excellent. Good this is, vocabulary. Yeah, this is easily a seven. 
Seven tenths? Yeah, seven out of ten tenths. Excellent. Um, You've been doing really well with your wink wines. This isn't a wink. This is from Albertsons. Oh, get it, Albertsons. Speaking of wink, mm-hmm. those bastards. I told I told you this is how it was going to go. They make they make canceling a membership way harder than it should be. Yeah, I would First you have of to all, do. I tried to go on their website. Try to go to membership, look up that stuff. Like I want to cancel. Zero mm-hmm. options for canceling. Um, nothing in the help section. I had to Google how to cancel a Wink membership. The answer I found in a blog post that says you have to contact them and directly tell them that you want to cancel it. Which to me is that's messed up. Well, oh, and, how and do you contact? You have them to do then? it. You have to go online. And you have to use their messenger window on the website, uh, and it you have to do it during business hours. You can't email them. You can't fill out a contact form. You have to message them and speak to a person who is then going to go through a script to try and get you to like do different plans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, don't do that. That's... Ugh. Not a fan of that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, that's pretty standard. I mean, it's good that you don't even have to call them, though. That's I feel like that's what the standard has been. I haven't had to cancel something like that with that much trouble in a long time. When was the last time you had to cancel something? Uh, a few months ago. It was like four or six months ago. Hmm. I canceled some stuff. Like my Netflix subscription, I canceled it. I just went online, canceled my subscription. Hey, do would you mind telling us why? No, F you. All right, bye. <laughs> you know <laughs> okay you know easy peasy done amazon prime same deal you know it's all online i don't have to talk to somebody fair enough so that's my great but i do enjoy their book thank you wink this <laughs> thank you for the <laughs> this book. moment brought to you by wink <laughs> <laughs> it's fine they're not paying us we don't have to say anything nice about them yeah clearly <laughs> but it did remind me that i need to like skip a box next month too yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so circling back to the last episode, I posted our awesome Fiverr art. On you Instagram. did. It's true. And <laughs> a certain somebody commented on it. Me? I commented on it. Yeah, you did, but who cares about you? Um, I know. It's true. No one cares. <laughs> No, we do. Um, <laughs> no, Oscar Mayer commented on it. And like, I don't know how many of them are, there are, but several Oscar Mayer several. pilots. Several, I saw that. Wienermobile pilots commented as well. Which means one of two things. One, <laughs> either they were very impressed and they're like, oh my God, this is brilliant. We love it. <laughs> yeah. And they shared it in their group chat and they all went and liked it. And they're like, this is great, 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 great. This is so cool. Uh, or, I would love to know what the group chat of Wienermobile Pilots is like. <laughs> it's probably amazing. Um, I bet it's really good. And I, feel, I bet it's filled with Wiener jokes, too. Oh, God, I hope it is. <laughs> if it's not, what are y'all doing yeah, with your lives? Right? Come on. Um, come on, Wiener Jockeys. <laughs> Come on, Wiener Jockeys, title of your sex tape. 
That was for you, Mom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Scenario number two. <laughs> the Wienermobile Project is an outreach project. And they probably have a directive, mostly be- mostly for kids, I would imagine, that if they ever get tagged in something, they it's it's an unless it's something offensive, it's an auto like. I mean, that's and just good good business relations, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they and uh, with with how quickly at least one of them liked it, I lean towards the second that we that's that it was fair. more that it was more of like, oh, there, there, buddy, good job. <laughs> you know, bet you can put that on your fridge. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what if Oscar Meyer had a gigantic refrigerator at their office, at their headquarters, and on the gigantic refrigerator, it was magnetic, and they put up all the doodles that kids sent in on the giant refrigerator. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think they do that? You know what? Yes, yes, okay. John, I do. Yes. I do awesome. think they do that. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> so you know, uh, we're kind of a big deal now. I mean, yeah, I feel like we're kind of famous. Like we we are kind of buddies with some with some wiener jockeys, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna forget that you said that. Um, <laughs> So now if I ever see the Wienermobile again, I can go up to the pilot and say like, hey, were you one of the ones who liked my my image like, on, on, on the podcast? Yeah. You know, 10 tenths. 10 tenths. You, you listened to the episode, right? So yeah. I'm, I feel pretty accomplished. I've never felt so accomplished in my life, honestly. Right? Oh, I don't man. care about when I, you know, got my degree or... <laughs> Literally anything else that I've ever done. When I when I closed my first six figure deal, I yeah this this is it. This tops all of it. You know who didn't like it? Hillshire who? Farm never liked it. <gasps> and I tagged Bastards. them. I know. Apparently, they're not a fan of being the being being you know being second Smoky to to their big meaner. What's the point of having little Smokies if you're not going to showcase them? I, I thought it was brilliant, honestly. Cancel Hillshire. It's the best usage of Little Smokies since barbecue sauce came out. So Yeah. God. Oh my God. I Bro, know. you have no idea. If if I show up to like a shindig and the crock pot, the triple crock pot's out, and one of them's Filled got meatballs. Little smokies. One of them's meatballs got little smokies, little smokies and the other one or or yeah, or both. <laughs> Forget it. I'm pulling the stool up and I'm parking right in front of that bad boy. One of my friends from high school at all of her, all of her parties, like once we were in college and right out of college, every single it. one had a crock pot full of meatballs and or little smokies in barbecue. Is she? Sauce. Is she? She single? Def not. No, she. No, like, of course not. I mean, who wouldn't want to put she a She was on the that? first one out of all of us to get married. Uh, yeah, she, clearly, yeah. she knew she, it. She, she knows met her the husband. Recipe. She met her husband like week three of freshman year of college, and like both. Both reaching into the freezer section for a bag of meatballs. <laughs> no, it's totally a setup. But yeah, they, that's that's where that's where single life ended for both of them. So, <laughs> do they have kids now? One kid, yeah. Okay, did is the kid dress up as a little smoky? No, you no, I, they're not that funny, saying. honestly. Which I think oh. is such a waste. Like, dress your kid up like a little smoky. What are you doing? Yeah, come on. What are you, God bless. 
Hey. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Moving on to uh this, this will be the next joke that doesn't God. die for us, John. Bless. Uh, oh boy. Um <laughs> moving on to uh some gear talk. I, I I got a new headphone mixer to to mess around with. This one so far has been behaving, so I yeah. might have a purchase for you to do soon. Is it cute? Uh not as cute as the other one, but it works. Does it come so, in different colors? No, we can make it different colors. Yeah, let's talk about that later. Okay. Um, so yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, we got that going. So, uh, kind of an update. This one is made by Donner. Like the Donner party? Yeah. Uh, the Donner 8i2 channel line mixer. Wow. 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 Uh, so that's the thing. Uh, oh, I got the file server running. I have it connected. I have it connected to the internet. Is that it's good. good? Is that what I, it's supposed to be doing? Yeah. Swear so to God. You have you a guys, thing that's you have two things now that are doing their jobs? Yeah. And uh, that's noteworthy? Yeah, well this one's kind of cool. So um <laughs> I told you I was gonna explain what the heck I was talking about before. Um so I got this one set up because there's actually this is actually kind of this goes back to previous conversations that we had where we were dealing with online storage. Uh-huh. Um I had uh, I set it up to automatically pull all of the online cloud storage data and download it and store a backup, and it okay. updates it periodically. So whatever we do in the cloud storage, it makes a copy of it. Okay. So that we have a backup, right? Sure. And remember when like when I was like, man, I'm running out of storage on my on my cloud storage. I'm 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 running out. I gotta upgrade. And uh, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure that this is probably just like stuff that I'm doing and this isn't ten tenths. Um Do you wanna take a guess as to how big how big that file ended up being? The backup? The backup file? Yeah. Of of the entire ten tenths universe. Like a gig? I don't I don't know sizes. Okay. Well, um, this ended up being uh, 192 gigs, which Is was a lot? lot. It was a lot. Okay. For doing a podcast, to me, that seems like a lot. But we have a bunch of random stuff. and There's got to be a better way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, record at lower quality. But I don't play like that, Home Slice, because one day this will all have to be remastered. For for our dozen for posterity, yeah, there will be the for the, the Library of Congress, yeah, for the Library of Tents. Oh, fair enough, yeah. Uh, for for when Oscar Mayer inducts us into the Wienermobile Hall of Fame. Oh my! I would die. <laughs> <laughs> I would freak out if that when, was real. When when we get presented the Golden Wiener. <laughs> When we get presented the Golden Wiener title of our sex I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, that's a lot of gigs. Yeah, it's a, as I understand it. It's huge. <laughs> I was like, well, this now it's like, man, that really explains why I was running out of storage so quickly. I thought it was just like me being an idiot with other stuff, but no, <laughs> it was it was me being an idiot with this stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> Good job. So yeah, um, 
Now, something that's really, really cool. Now, this one's actually really cool. This one. The other stuff's like, meh, you know, whatever. This one's actually cool. I, I got a new camera. Like, like a good one? Yeah. Like a camera That camera. looks like a camera. Yeah, I got a new one. I, you're showing me this camera. Like, I, like I know what I'm looking at. Well, I'm just, just, I'm just showing it to you so, you're, so you understand that it's a that it's like a camera camera, not like what a, else would it be? I don't know, like a like a GoPro or like a. Well, like I figured if it was a GoPro, you would have written GoPro on the outline, but you didn't. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Whatever, <laughs> John's mom. Doesn't John's just holding this camera up? Like I know what I'm looking well, at. No, I was just, just showing like, you that it's like a an actual camera. Oh, um, I thought you were like being like Lion King, like Simba. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, you could. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what's nice about this camera? So what's nice about this camera is it's the newer version of the camera that I had before. Okay. Which was a 7D Mark One. This is a 7D Mark II. Um, a Mark II? Like uh-huh. the car? I don't know what that is. Carry on. Okay. Sorry. I just offended her British side, I think. Um. So the main reason that I was looking for a new camera was uh, I was starting to do more like um, live show photography and I wanted something that could do better in low light. So I uh, went with that after a lot of uh, input from uh, uh, Dan and Min. Oh yeah, Dan knows, Dan knows cameras. He does. They both do. And um, so one of the things I was like, one of the things that you sometimes look at um, for certain camera types is like the shutter count, like how many pictures it's taking, taken. Um, and so I looked, I looked up what my old camera was uh, for reference while shopping for something new for when I bought it. I bought it at like 10,000 uh, shots. And since and back in 2016, and since then I've tacked on like 76,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, like, when I was shooting stuff for, like, the runoffs or, like, solo, solo nationals or something, like, easy peasy, I could run through thousands in a day. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have, like, over 20 classes. Yeah, sure. You know, no problem. Um, and I was I was talking to men, and he's like, oh, pff, those are rookie numbers. I think my, my one camera is at, at over a million shots. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's it like to be so cool like that? Uh, he has an RSX Type S that runs. He's an accountant. Okay. He lives in New Orleans. Excellent. Uh, and he has a second car that runs as well. So like, what? I, yeah, that's good? crazy talk. He was. He's. Uh, he. I don't, I don't know if he's actively, but at some point he's a DJ. Oh, that's cool. Like a good one. I don't know. Not never, like a SoundCloud. I never DJ. saw him. SoundCloud. I think. Well, he has like turntables. Oh, yeah. like a proper, de- like a real, de- yeah, not a producer. Gotcha. Okay. Um. So yeah, we should hang it. out with Min. Well, he's all the way in Providence. Yeah. Maybe if he shows up this weekend for the swell event, I can give him some peppers. Oh, that'd be cool. And he can give me some meat. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. Um, there's several things coming up in the next week that I hopefully I'll be able to take photos of. Uh, between music and motorsports and Excellent. i'll be able to test it out and see what happens very cool well that is all very exciting and i'm very proud of you thanks i'm proud of you for for buying stuff for buying what did i buy i bought no that was me as you 
Oh, it's like, I never get to go shopping. What are we talking about? <laughs> well, are you ready for the return of my favorite segment? Uh, What is it? It's Bear News. Bear News. Bear News. Beep doo. Bear News. Bear News. Good for you. News. Excellent. Um, well, doesn't it is almost hibernation time. So when I was looking at Bear News, a bunch of tips about how to prepare for hibernation came up, and I figured some of you who live in uh, barriers, get it, bear oh areas, God. where uh, you might encounter some bears, uh, should probably know about this stuff. So this is an article from a news station in Michigan, and this segment is called Hook and Hunting, which is cute, I guess. But it was, uh, here's here's what to do to prep for hibernation. So something I never thought about, because now is the time that bears are just eating everything they can to get as fat as they can, as we learned with Fat Bear Week. Uh-huh. So you should take down your bird feeders because those oh, are prime yeah. targets for hungry bears, which I did not even think about because it seems like a high effort, low reward thing. Yeah, But I guess Apparently they'll kind of just take what they can get. So I mean, I guess like nuts and stuff like that are pretty high in some nutrients, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess. It just seems like for a bear. Right. Like how how good are you gonna feel after an entire bird feeder? So anyway, and and like how much trouble do you have to go to go through to get the bird feeder down? True. And especially like, is it one of the squirrel proof ones that's extra tricky? Yeah, so and there know. might be a Karen you might have to swipe at. Right, seriously, but that's just more protein, I guess. Right, if you run into yeah, a Karen. It is. Yeah, but so it never occurred to me that bears would go for those, but that's that is an excellent tip. Thank you, Hook and Hunting. Um, <laughs> the next one is obviously like securing your trash cans and your pet food containers, uh-huh. which, John, I did see something on Reddit the other day that said that uh, ammo cases make really good like pet food containers if you're out camping. Yeah, as long as they have the um, rubber gasket, that would make sense. Yeah, because apparently they're hard for raccoons to get into. Oh, yeah, if it's latched down, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's, like, a really beat-up one that's super loose, then, yeah, I can see a raccoon having trouble with that. See, now I'm just picturing that when they test these items for, like, safety, like, hey, is this an effective case for ammunition, that they just, like, put it in a room with a bunch of raccoons and, like, see if they can get into it. Yeah. And if that's not how they test them, I feel like they should. Right, but with, like, safe, non-explosive and stuff. They, like, fill it with, like, with, with stuff that's yummy to encourage them to get into it. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to know what happens if we arm raccoons. I feel like we're all screwed. Oh, God. <laughs> and I, <laughs> oh, for well, one. Well, uh, rocket. Well, yeah. So, I, for one, welcome our furry armed overlords. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway. Um, the other thing they recommended, which I also hadn't really thought about either, maybe because I don't own one, um, is cleaning your grill really well. because Oh, I, yeah. Of all the like remnants mm-hmm. that could be on it, but attract a bear who is hungry. So, those are your helpful hints in yeah. case you live in a barrier where this is an issue. A barrier, yeah, yeah. it's a great word. Are you kidding? It is no. I um, uh, now I'm just thinking of other bear things, and I thought other of bear one. puns. You're yeah, welcome. I thought of one that it's like I'm not going to say it. I'll get yelled at. Uh, Thank you for not yep. saying it. Then um, Evan, hit me up later. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> 
in the next bear item I have comes courtesy of one of our dozen, Tuesday Night Stripper. Thank you for forwarding us this bear video of a mother and her cub playing on a playground in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Um, Dozen. This is so cute. My heart, like, nearly exploded. It's a mama bear and her single cub, and they're on a playground at the school, and they're, like... (laughs) Up in the higher areas of it, and the mom like frolics over to the tall slide, and she slides down all happily, and her her bear cub is just like, oh, I don't know, it's kind of tall, and then she like scurries over to the smaller slide, and she's like, she's like, hey, come on over here, this one's good, like you can go on this one, and the little bear cub like slides down the little tiny slide, and she hugs the hugs him at the bottom, and then they just like wrestle for a little while. It's so. Cute, but the teachers at the school where this playground is are watching out their window and just giggling the entire time. Like it is <laughs> such an accurate representation of how we would all feel watching this video. Um, but when I was trying to find the video to post for John, uh-huh. I stumbled across this article in Southern Living where they actually in it in- or interviewed this woman who shot the video and um. <clears throat> She had this really adorable quote that made me so happy because I was like, oh, I hope they're not going to like track the bears down because they're too comfortable in in Mm -hmm. populated areas and do something about it. But she said, we often have bears visit. Our school is in downtown Asheville and the students are used to going into a perimeter lockdown when the families show up. The voices in the video are teachers enjoying the moment. So I just love that this is probably the only good kind of lockdown, I think, for kids. It's like, okay, kids, like everybody get inside and look out your window because there's some cute bears out there. It is pretty adorable video. It's so adorable. So Blair, this is also in your neck of the woods. So be yeah. on the lookout for cute bears doing out. cute things. Go hang Hit out. Them up. Hit yeah. them up. Clean your grill though. Because mm-hmm. you're definitely in a barrier. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you're such a creep. You just wrote your <laughs> bear pun. <laughs> We are not saying that on air. It's pretty no. good, though, right? It's not that good. Yeah, it is. I, you're such a creep. I haven't you're said that creep. in a long time, but that's a well-earned creep. Whatever. You're a creep. You're a creep. Anyway, no, you're so, a creep. Like we said at the top of the show, John is a big baby, and so no, he I'm won't not. be doing his pepper review this week. But you know, you're you know what you're creeping up on. What territory you're creeping up on? You're creeping up on some real Coach Kilmer territory right now. Who? The coach from Varsity Blues. Oh, I haven't seen it. What? Sorry. Well, damn it, India. Sorry. How did you miss out on that bit of American pop culture? I don't know, because it was parodied like to hell and back, so I never really had to watch it. Well, you don't understand the coach reference. Sorry. I think I think if I'm as old as I am and that's the first time I haven't gotten a varsity blues reference, then I'm probably doing fine. Whatever. I don't want your laugh. Huh? Right, isn't that from the movie I with don't James Vanderbeek? And he's like, I don't want your laugh, Dad. Oh, li- I thought you said laugh. Yeah, life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Yep. Who's not getting references now? No, not true. So since John's segment was going to be our spooky Uh, segment, now we're going to have to redirect with a different kind of spooky segment. And I thought this article was really fitting for both this podcast and spooky season. So it is a New York Post article from 2016 entitled Six Reasons to Never, Ever Visit a National Park. Wow. Okay. I know. Bold statement. Um, And... 
in their introductory paragraph, uh, they had this amazing line that I thought I should read to you guys. So it is, quote, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land wasn't made for the weak. Ooh. Here are six stories of people who went into one of America's uh, 59 national parks and never returned. Oh, no. I know. Are you ready to feel a little spooky? scared? Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's do it. Let's get spooky okay. So we're kicking this off in uh, one of my favorite parks, Smoky Mountain Park National Park. So this is the Smoky Mountain Mysteries. In 1969, six-year-old Dennis Martin, while on his annual family camping trip, was scheming with his older brother and two older boys, other sorry, other boys, to sneak up on their family and startle them. But when the boys ran and jumped on the adults, Dennis was nowhere to be found. Damn it, Dennis. Nor was he ever seen again. The old chupacabra. That's not in the Smoky Mountains. Oh, Wamatonye. I don't, is, is that a thing? What? It's from King of the Hill. Sorry, don't get that reference either. Oh, you're killing me. Hey, man, you chose me as your co-host. <sighs> yep. <laughs> the old... What, the old... I don't know. I was trying to think of like a podcast variant of Paul and Chain. But I don't know. I don't think there is one. No, there isn't. I'm just this albatross strap. Oh, mic and headset. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> Did you say you called yourself an albatross? Yeah. Why an albatross? It's a saying, like when you have an albatross strapped to your neck, it's this like burden that you have to carry around. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Hey, Good talk. I'm looking this up for you. Oh, oh I, I get the idea now. It's an annoying burden, like, like that's that's. Oh what yeah, a a bird strapped to your neck wouldn't be annoying. It's 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 taken like it's a, a image taken from a poem. Oh okay. Yeah, so it's like this sailor shoots the albatross when he shouldn't have because albatrosses mm. really aren't aggressive or mean, and so like to punish this guy, they make him wear it around his neck as punishment. So it's, what's well, dead? He shot it, yeah. Well, maybe he just like, you know, winged it. I mean, that's highly likely because albatrosses are gigantic. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of surface area. No, that's yeah. not how that happened, though. Okay. So, also in the Smoky Mountains, uh, in 1976, Trini Lynn Gibson, who's 16, was on a horticulture field trip, which I would love to do that, by the way, with 40 of her classmates hiking along Andrews Bald. No one can recall seeing her after 3 p.m. and searches continued for months, but no trace of Gibson was ever found. Dang it, Trini. I know. Beginning to see a pattern. Yeah, I'm Smoky Mountains. There ain't no joke. Mm-hmm. In 1981, Thelma Pauline Melton, 58, was hiking near Deep Creek Campground. She was with friends, and then she walked ahead of them and vanished over a hill, but they couldn't find her on the other side, nor could they find her at the campground where she was staying. She was just gone. <sighs> Which I feel like if you like were going ahead of me and I saw you go over a hill and then I just never saw you again, I would that I would be so confused. Yeah. Well, that's why you shouldn't lose eyesight with each other or line of sight with each other in the woods. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty common theme in a lot of disappearances. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. oh, you you they went out of eyesight? Okay. Why would you do that? 
That's why. I don't know. I feel like I should put a bell on you if we ever go hiking. On me? On you? We can all have different bells because. Oh, well, you said me, not us. Definitely you. Also, I will not object to having a bell. I'm not the one. I feel like you're prone to wandering. You're the one that's going to get lost, not me. You're prone to wandering. I know. I know how to stay out of trouble in the woods. You're like, oh, bears, let's go hang out. And the next thing I know, I'm going to hear a muffled ding, 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 <laughs> because you're in a bear's belly. Actually, yeah, that's pretty fair. That would probably happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. I could just see like a muffled jingle and Houston's like, oh, that's her. And you're like, nope. Nope. nope that's a, no, that's in a bear's belly. We got to go. Yeah. This is such an embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we are skipping over to California for this next set. Uh, this is the different disappearance of Jared Negret. Okay. Or Negretti? I don't know. Negret? Negret? I don't know. We'll see. In 1991, 12-year-old Jared... Who knows? <laughs> Jared N. was with five other scouts and their troop leader when they left to hike up 11,500-foot Mount San Giorgio... Giorgio- Giorgionio? Giorgionio? Gorgino? Giorgino? Gorgonio? Gorgonio? Anyway, it's the highest peak in Southern California. (laughs) Nailed Nailed it. (laughs) Highest peak in Southern California, which seems ambitious for a bunch of 12 year old scouts. Yeah, that's just getting into like Boy Scouts out of Cub Scouts. Yeah, that's your first mistake, guys. Don't take a bunch of 12 year olds on the highest peak in Southern California that nobody can name. Uh, so Jared fell behind the group and was never seen again. Okay. Which this, this scout master is a piece of shit. Yeah. Who, in charge of a bunch of kids. There's an adult behind everybody. Yeah. You need at least two adults here. Yeah. This is one at the front, one at the back. Yeah. Ideally one in the middle. Cause then uh, you can just keep an eye on everybody. Poor uh, planning. So Rescue teams searched around the clock, eventually turning up Jared's backpack, some candy wrappers, beef jerky, and a camera. Twelve photographs were developed, mostly landscapes, but the last one was of Jared's eyes and nose taken after he went missing. Like, was the rest of the face there? It's just his eyes and nose. Like, like uh-huh. it was a close-up. Oh, uh, okay. The missing camera was discovered in the same area as the other items, but after a 16-day search that included five helicopters, rangers on horseback, and infrared cameras, Jared was never found. Oh, my gosh. But how creepy. Like, this picture was taken, and, like, he's already been missing, and it's like... Yeah. Did he take the picture? Why did he take the... It's lots of questions. Anyway. Poor choices were made, scout yeah. leaders. Yep. Okay, now it's going to get a little darker. Uh... Next up, we have the Cowden family massacre. Cowden's had gone camping in the Siskiyou, is that how you say that? Siskiyou Uh Mountains in Applegate, Oregon over Labor Day weekend in 1974, but never returned from their trip. Their campsite was completely undisturbed, and it wasn't until seven months later that their bodies were found. Richards, the dad, was tied to a tree 100 feet away while his wife and two children were found in a cave with rocks blocking the entrance. What the hell? I know. This is so creepy. Like, Yikes. Their campsite was completely undisturbed. Like someone just snatched them. Wow. That's I know. 
I know. That's enough to make me never want to camp. So <laughs> I feel like I'm very snatchable. So Yeah, but not in like the modern term, like in the classic term. What? Like girl, that is snatched. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. I mean like someone could I'm very ab- abductable. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the classic form you are yeah. snatchable yeah now we gotta differentiate mm-hmm. i would like to be snatchable in all senses right mm-hmm. but here we are <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> next up we have what i think is my favorite section title in this entire article uh-huh. the death valley germans and so is this a band it ought to be honestly don't you think yeah oh i know this one do you really? Yeah, I know about this one. From where? I've read about it before. Why? Why were you reading about this? I don't know. You just read about dumb tourists doing dumb stuff sometimes. Okay. Uh, so, during a record streak of 120 degree days in July 1966, four German tur- tourists went missing while touring around Death Valley. The last known trace of the group was a guestbook signature in a box and at a small ghost town that read 7396, Connie, Egbert, George, Max, we are going through the pass, which there must have been a pass nearby, right? The family wasn't on their, or the friends were not on their return flight on July 29th, and Interpol listed them as missing on August 14th. Their locked rental van was discovered abandoned on October 23rd with three flat tires, which that's impressive. To get three flat tires. Well, this is back in the 90s. It was a lot easier to do that. Tire tech has come a long way in the last 20 years. Fair enough. No tracks, wallets, keys, or passports linked to the group were ever found. So, I don't know, John. That's That seems like shenanigans to me. I think that uh, they did something really stupid because they went to Death Valley. Well, yeah. Didn't, didn't heed the warnings. Death Valley in July. Yeah. In the nineties, um, <laughs> is that does that matter? In the yeah, 90s? for vehicles, absolutely. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, um, and just push things way too far, and then just completely wreck their vehicle, and then we're like, I guess we'll huff it, and then they passed out somewhere. Yeah. So lesson here: don't ever go to Death Valley, and if you do, don't go in July, and if you do, don't do it in the nineties either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't don't do it in the nineties, guys. <laughs> Uh, okay, next up, we have the disappearance of Keith Reinhardt. Okay. So in 1988, Keith Reinhardt took a sabbatical from working as a sports writer in Chicago to fulfill his dream of living in the Rockies. This was only supposed to be like a 90-day sabbatical, for the record. He moved to a small mining town in Colorado and filled his days writing a book about a man who had gone missing from the, ta- the town a year before. Uh, one late afternoon while nursing a hangover. Are you listening, John? Nursing a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> what? Reinhard went to hike Pendleton Mountain and never returned. Uh-huh. More than 100 people logged over 10,000 hours searching and never found a clue to what happened. So I don't know how you nurse a hangover, John, but don't do it like that. <laughs> don't do it with a mysterious hike. <laughs> yeah. In a town where someone went missing the year before. But what's crazy to me, too, is like there's there's a quote from his wife in this article that I was reading that okay. is like, sometimes the answer is there is no answer. 
God works like, in mysterious ways. Well, I just don't know what I'd do if Houston was like, hey, India, um, we're just going to pack up and move to this tiny, tiny town in the Rockies. Well, no, it's a sabbatical. Yeah, but he apparently like also started an antique shop in the same building where the missing guy had his own store. And so it's like, okay, well, if you're oh. starting an antique shop, then no, that's not, a, sabbatical. not a 90 day. This doesn't sound I like I can maybe see that like if it was two months in was like, you know what? I kind of like this. I like this, 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 this piece and everything. But if it was within the first month, I'd be like, oh, kind of, it's kind of yeah. sketch. After two months, I'd be like, I could, I can understand. I would just be kind of mad. I'd be like, okay, so you drag me to this tiny town in Colorado, which let's be real though. The weather is probably much better than Chicago. But yeah. you drag me to this tiny town, and then you just disappear on me. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, I guess run the antique shop. And then, uh, I'd be like, I don't want to live here anymore. There's bears. There are bears. That's true. Yeah. You need to hang with your bear friends. Yeah. Uh, and the last one we have, Vanished in the Adirondacks. So this one actually takes place on... Um, a family's private property that later became part of the national park. So that's why it's included. Uh, Douglas Legg, an eight-year-old boy from Syracuse, vanished from his family's summer home in the Adirondacks on, uh, in July 1971. His family was on a hike when his uncle told him to run back to the house and change into pants to avoid poison ivy. Been there. Do you remember that, John, when I got poison ivy really bad? Where? On my leg? No, I mean, like, where were we? Oh, yeah, this is the best part. Um, I got it when we had all, like, gone to lunch at Lonnie's, and there was a golden retriever Uh. puppy. (laughs) And I'm, like, literally sitting on the sidewalk outside of the restaurant, like, rolling around with this puppy. I remember... I and do I remember a... going to Lonnie's one time <laughs> and you getting obnoxiously distracted by a golden retriever puppy. It was so cute. It was a puppy. It was so floppy. <laughs> and the puppy ha- must have had like, it must have brushed up against some poison ivy. And so it got on my leg when it was yeah. falling on my leg and I was petting it. And I had never gotten poison ivy before. And so I had like oh. a really, like really bad reaction to it. And my dermatologist was like, I'm impressed that it's taken you this long to get poison ivy, but yeah, every time you get it, it's going to be worse and worse. And huh. and we had figured out that this is where I got it because I was like, I don't go outside to do stuff ever. Uh, do you know about treating, like getting rid of it off, like if you're exposed, getting rid of it as if you were cleaning oil? No. So, um, Well, because it's oily, yeah, right? Yeah, That's what so there's, there's a really good video that a dude did um, years ago on YouTube. I don't even know if it's still there. But he basically showed like... He put oil, like you know, like oil, oil on his skin, and to to get you to comprehend how you should clean this stuff, and he like uh-huh. just wiped it with a rag, and I was like, look, it just smears and rubs in, yeah, and then showed like what you really need to do is you need to use soap and scrub it and get yeah. it out of there, just like you would if you were actually getting oil off your skin. Oh, fair enough. And so, like, ever since I saw that and I've been exposed to poison ivy, if I was able to, like, do that within, like, mm-hmm. an hour, it wasn't you were mis- fine. Yeah, it was no problem. Well, it was funny because once I had, like, a follow-up with my dermatologist uh-huh. and she reminded me, she was like, it's going to be worse the next time this happens to you. And I was like, look, I would love to tell you 
that I'm no longer going to pet strange dogs, but we both know that's a huge lie. And I'm so, uh, how do we mitigate this, Duck? <laughs> yeah, it's like, sir, so, you have a heart condition. You shouldn't be eating so much. Look, Duck, I'm going to eat. Okay, it's just how it is. So, what are we going to do about this? <laughs> I mean, you have to admit, though, that was a real cute puppy. It was. Okay, that little Lonnie's was calling me. So you know, was it and, before we ate or after? I think it was before. Yeah, could have been after. I don't know. Could have been after. I don't know. I just Lonnie's just mm. so good. That's the only thing I miss about Kansas. Uh, Lonnie's and um, club sandwiches from the diner. Oh yeah, agree. Oh, and there's actually a pretty decent uh, hamburger stand. Yeah, fair enough. On the on the on the ghetto side of Topeka. So weak. Um. Anyway, <sighs> so. <laughs> Douglas was sent back to put on (laughs) pants instead of shorts to protect him from poison ivy, and he never returned. The crazy thing about this this instance, though, is that most disappearances happen because of inexperience with the trails, but Douglas knew this area crazy well, like super, super well. An eight-year-old. Well, yeah. I mean, think about the wood. Like, if you're a kid and you have woods behind your house, like, Mm -hmm. you probably know those woods really well. Like, I know when we lived in... Uh, on a piece of property in Atlanta that had a ton of woods behind it that weren't necessarily our property, but they were yeah. right next to it. Like Bill and I spent tons of time in those woods sure. and like up and down that creek. So we knew that we knew that like the back of our hand. So if at any point we were hiking around in it, and he told me to go back and do something, like I I would know my way home, yeah, and be able to find it. So it's it's like that. Like this kid knew his way around everything. He was extremely comfortable and confident. Uh, and his family knew that he was capable as well. So like the idea that he would have gotten lost is just really not in the realm of possibility. It's crazy. So the crazy thing about this really is uh, what happened after he disappeared, the search for him. Uh-huh. So his disappearance launched the Adirondacks largest manhunt ever more than, and maybe some of these things will mean something to you, John, because it's like, military associated but uh, they just sounded impressive to me because i don't know what they are uh so more than 600 rescuers searched the dense wood woods as well as u.s air force planes used infrared equipment to try and detect body heat an article published in the journal in july 1971 reported that a c-131 aircraft also surveyed the area with a thermoscanner device used to penetrate the vietnam jungles sweet yeah, the family even paid for the elite Sierra Madre search and rescue unit to fly in from California. I have no idea what that is. I, we should Google that because that, that sounds a, pretty is that serious. Is like a cool thing to know about? Like, Yeah, I feel like we should know about it if it's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, but despite all of this, no trace of him was ever found. And the family sold their property a few months later. Hmm. Are you hmm. looking up Sierra Madre? I am, but I'm humming about the sale of the property. Uh, Sierra Madre is a volunteer search and rescue group. It was established in the 50s. It says they're elite, though. What makes them elite? I don't know. Uh, they have matching uniforms. Ooh, um, one guy, serious. One guy has a beret. So, Berets like, are pretty serious, right? Yeah. Most of them are all white. Blonde 
One guy has a handlebar mustache. Uh, one guy is bald with a pretty serious goatee. Are you saying that they they look like eighties action dudes? I don't know. It's just it's uh I, I don't know what I don't know what really says what makes them serious. I'd have to look into it. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna need a source for this uh, New York Post. Yeah, goddamn it! What makes them elite? <laughs> so they have a nice looking these... website. I will give them that. Excellent. So all of these stories that take place in different national parks, um, the New York Post is saying these are good reasons for you guys to never, ever go in them. Yeah. Which that is kind of creepy to me, though, that all like so many of these disappearances just happened in really bizarre circumstances with seemingly like no explanation and no one was ever found again. Like, that's really crazy to me that you can just disappear. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, at the same time, though, it's super easy to like lose track of people in the woods. So, yeah, that's just support for not going. Like, I could have sworn when I was like 19, I knew how to navigate and like how to use a compass from like Boy Scouts and like how to do land navigation. And then I went to go do land navigation in the Marine Corps. And apparently, I have zero idea of what I'm doing. <laughs> like, so. now, or you had zero idea of what you were doing as a Boy Scout? Oh, even now, like every time I did anything land nav oriented, it was like, you fail. And I was like, all right, I have no idea what just happened, but okay. That seems like something they should correct, though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, GPS. Sure. So anyway, that that is my spooky segment for this week. Um, dozen, I swear, spooky. even if John doesn't feel good next week, he will be eating peppers. I wow. force feed them wow. to you like a foie gras goose. Oh my to. god. Jesus Christ. We will get Christ. our spooky pepper content. <laughs> You're so aggressive. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I know what I want. <laughs> I'm going to go out in the world and I'm going to get it. <laughs> and what she wants is Johnny Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you weren't so good at eating peppers, we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Okay. I am. We have some good news. We have some good news. What is it? Um, Dozen. We hit another podcasting milestone. Oh, my god! I know. And I know we don't tell you guys what the milestones are. We just say, like, it was pretty significant. Because if we told you, you'd be really disappointed. No, this one was really impressive. Is it? I don't know. I think it was. Houston seemed really impressed when I told him. Did he? Okay. He did, yeah. All right. He listens to big podcasts. He does listen to big podcasts with like sponsors and and and, and annoyingly too frequent uh, ad breaks. That's true. There are no ad breaks in this podcast yet. Yeah. So anyway, it doesn't. One we day hit we're a, gonna bank. Mm. We hit a pretty big milestone in terms of podcasting, and um, it really like makes my day. Like I don't do this. I think for the accomplishments i think we just enjoy doing this right uh sure yeah um (laughs) in it for the accomplishments and sponsors i need that notch in my belt damn it i don't i just i'm happy to be here that's because i'm just here to make friends you know so if you want i feel like we would have very different approaches to being on the bachelor would we yeah, I feel like you would be like trying to accomplish something and I'm just here to make friends. Well, if it was The Bachelor, I'd probably play it the same way as you, where it's like, <laughs> where it's just like, this is this whole premise is ridiculous. Let's just party. 
Or <laughs> like it's you and me like on a couch and we're just like yeah. have we have like plates full of snacks and like all the yeah. for us. <laughs> just take advantage <laughs> of the cater. And they're like, you know, we've never actually pointed this out or noticed something like on Bachelor, Bachelorette, Love Island. Uh, <laughs> but these two distinctly gained a lot of weight in a very short period of time. They were like, okay. Yeah, it was pretty worth it. It's like I'm just here to make friends and have food. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thanks. Let me tell you. Oh, I have to go on a date. Is there food? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what are we eating? <laughs> <laughs> what's nice dress. What's uh, what's the first course? <laughs> Can I get seconds before yeah. the second course? Thanks. Please, can I have a refill yeah. on my Savignon Blanc? Thanks. <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to thank you, you dozen, for just being so awesome and yeah. helping us. Uh, reach those milestones because i think that's that's just really exciting and really huge for us and makes me feel all happy milestone milestone nope. milestone you can't have the same song for bear week oh uh, or bear news well you know fiverr you know subcontracted up let's get some new music yeah you know what if is, can you do fiverr for theme songs yeah absolutely oh my god please send them your intro and your outro You're just gonna make fun of me <laughs> for five dollars absolutely yes they will oh my god you gonna are you gonna finance this uh this round yeah i'll finance okay one. cool i'll look some up okay cool <laughs> <laughs> i was i was planning on doing that uh and i was gonna surprise you with it one day oh i think uh, one of them definitely needs to be like synth pop oh Okay, like news, like like retro wave synth. Or are you thinking like the weekend? Retro wave synth. Okay, I'm down yeah. for that. I would even be down for like some like boppy, goofy sixty something. <laughs> like I, do just, the I think I think all of our yeah I think like all of our <laughs> options need to be like completely different genres. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they don't. And I don't want them to all be the same. If you sure. don't find one that's like a Barry White kind of variation, I will be so mad. <laughs> okay. I'll dig around and see what I can come up with. I'm so stoked for this. Excellent. I this will be how we have, celebrate our milestone. Yeah, I would love to have a rotation of stupid, over-the-top, ridiculous <laughs> intros to go through. This absolutely has to happen now. I'm so okay. I'm so I'm invested. I'm down. Uh, anyway, I guess doesn't. Something to think about and look forward to. We will be working on this for the next, I don't know, month. Yeah, probably something like that. I don't know. If it doesn't happen, uh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. We'll see. What will happen, though, is peppers. Yeah. So yeah get ready. Yeah. Okay. All right, coach. I know. I know. All right. I know. All right, All right you ready? You ready to sing your song? Get out All of here. All right. Here we go. Uh, <gasps> Keep it campy. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dozen. Yeah, thanks, y'all. Appreciate you. Uh, Hit us up on iTunes. Give us ratings. Good ones. Yeah, good ratings. (laughs) (laughs) 